I can still talk about things that matter to me, but like there's no harm in still writing a chorus that could ultimately be, you know, attached to multiple different items down the road to like make some money. Like (laughs) we also need to eat. Hi, I'm Von Beeker and you're listening to Song Stories. This is story seven, where I talk to Ostella about her song, Glitter on the Dance Floor. Even though this is a real pop banger, we get pretty deep into what music does and why we make it. We talk about music that makes money. We talk about music that makes change. We talk about music that makes you dance. If you listen all the way to the end, Ostella even has a pretty good answer to the question, what is the meaning of life? Really, she does. So stay tuned for that and the entire song, Glitter on the Dance Floor, when our conversation is done. Glitter on the Dance Floor is one of three songs that I did early 2020. Um, By complete coincidence, January 2020, I ended up, or February, I ended up joining a course to learn how to write music for TV and film. And you had to produce an EP at the end of it. And it was a great course for like very much getting me out of my comfort zone as an artist and stop being so precious about everything I write. Um, And I really struggled with the course for a long time and ended up meeting an incredible mentor through that course, whose name is Michael Averill. He was the only Canadian on staff there. And um, he ended up uh, going off on his own and doing songs you love, um, which I really recommend to anyone who's wanting to um, develop their songs if they're already a songwriter and uh, I ended up doing his course then for a long time which really kept me on track for late 2020 building the rest of the record but the sync writing course ended up uh, making me write four songs in fact the record in time um, but yeah the glitter on the dance floor was just an excuse to have a bop like I love like heads <laughs> will roll by the yeah yeah yeahs and paramore like those kinds of party bops but like I also grew up especially in my years at college in Dublin like I was in every gay club like every weekend and just da- dancing to Kylie Minogue and Madonna and all the good stuff you know and we were there in the thick of the beginnings of the pandemic and the last thing I wanted to do was write about what was going on so I I just wanted to write about good times and what I was looking forward to um and a bit of um bit of retrospect and stuff so yeah and the the bridge is a little bit about just going out with your girlfriends and and making sure like everyone sticks together like girls always have those those rules like you know you don't let anyone go off by themselves or if you if they are then you got to know where they're going and all this stuff like everyone's kind of looking out for each other or you would hope anyway um i had i also kind of had this vision in my head of the closing scene of go i don't know if you know that film it's like a a culty film from the 90s um, with uh, Sarah Pauly in it, I think is her name, Canadian oh. actress. And um, Katie Holmes before she was, I think before she was in um, Dawson's Creek and stuff. Yeah. And wow. uh, it's just about some like 
you know, clubber kids and the antics they get into in like one night, but it's four people's storylines of that same night and how they all intercept with each other and stuff. And it's really entertaining, but uh, it's just a pure mess. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it just it's a song about having a good time and the production. So ended up being done twice uh, because there was producing the EP for the sync. And right. the first version of this came out like really commercial and maybe just a tad like almost like pop country like okay. inflections like but yeah. it, we didn't write it as a country track and then um i ended up um in the last couple of years um just co-writing with a couple of people who all ended up saying that i should reach out to this guy devon lowheed um three different people said it to me over the course of like three or four months and um i was like right who's this guy and then when i went home in 2019 for Christmas, um, Sky Wallace had been kind of like on my radar. I think she was featured in Ones to Watch maybe six months before. So I'd heard the name and then somehow I ended up like downloading her record and it became like the soundtrack to my whole Dublin trip that Mm. that year. And um, it turned out he'd produced her album and I just loved the sound on her album. And so with this guy's name continually coming up and then me discovering he made that thing. I just like, I just sent like a super dorky, gushy message <laughs> to him being like, I love what you've done. Da, 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 da. Um, and uh, we got chatting and we we're like, we should do a record together. And uh, so then we re- we revamped uh, Glitter on the Dance Floor and the other two songs. They both made it onto the record too. So uh, this became a little more rocky uh, up my alley. No Baron or Fiddle went onto this track, even though they're on the rest of this, uh, a lot of the songs on the record. Yeah, I didn't hear them. I didn't hear either. So it is not the place for Fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about like this being a little bit like out of your, like being less precious um, to get to these songs with this project. So can you talk a little bit more about what that means or why? Am, am I hearing that maybe this song wouldn't have? you wouldn't have kind of allowed this song out if it weren't for that experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, a hundred percent. A lot of, I don't mean out uh, to be released, but like out of, out of you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. (laughs) But you're right though. Like, yeah, I, I probably would never have written something like this. And honestly, like the band I had in Calgary, um, ever since I went solo, I've been trying to get myself back to that place where we made really high energy, um, rock, alt rock bops, but would, they were super heavy back then. But I was really wanting to get back to that place and I hadn't made anything like that yet. And a lot of what the course was about was dissecting commercial music and identifying what makes music syncable. You know, like how you, how you package the message that you're wanting to write about or that maybe you've been asked to write about for a brief and stuff like that, you know, Um, so that it's applicable to as many different applications as there could be, you know. So like, you know, your traditional songwriter, a more novice one in particular, might just put far too much personal detail into their songs to prevent, which in, in effect prevents people being able to put their own story onto it to a degree, you know? And so this course takes it even further because you need to be able to put a product onto that song. So being able to write a chorus that's really open-ended. I was a lot thinking of, um, you know, 
Apple music and stuff like that and just like selling iPads and stuff like that and like <laughs> high energy, yep. let me spend my money, you know, like you always right. see it for like pay less shoes, you know, where they're just like, give it to me now, <laughs> da, 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 da. you know, it's yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> take my money, you know, <laughs> so um, yeah, just kind of understanding that how, how people in other parts of the music industry need music to function for their jobs to go well, mm. you know? Um, yeah, that's super yeah, interesting as a songwriter to think along those lines, right? As you're, as you're like, because we so often write like to serve ourselves or to like get something that's like in us, it's self-expression, right? So to think of your craft as a service to others, um, I don't think is it I don't think it's at odds but it's a way that often we don't think about it right like how can I write this song so that it meets the needs of someone else rather than just meeting the needs of myself that's super interesting It's true Yeah and I think if you think about it like that way of thinking about our art that we make is quite a modern way of looking at it because if you look at painters um and sculptors and stuff like from the renaissance and stuff they were all patronized by big wealthy families yeah. you know you mean like just self-expression would... is is a modern uh, yeah. idea yeah yeah totally yeah you know they they were like a hired job just like a lawyer or a court jester or whatever like all of the things you know they were yeah. providing a service to whoever wanted to pay for it and so i think it was a big paradigm shift to consider that uh, I could be coming at my music from more of a how do I serve you other than myself. Um, and even even though I didn't go all that far down that path of like actively uh, seeking my own um, sinks and stuff like that, which is still on the docket to do later in the year, it really got me out of my precious shell, you know, and uh and got me thinking about, okay, well, like, I can still talk about things that matter to me, but, like, there's no harm in still writing a chorus that could ultimately be, you know, attached to multiple different items down the road to, like, make some money. Like, <laughs> we also need to eat, you know? Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. don't think it's, it's, it's far from selling out. It's being wise about how you go about your craft, you know, and being... Um, knowledgeable about the industry that you're working in. Otherwise, if you don't want to work in the industry, stay in your bedroom and write songs that serve you. Yeah, yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, exactly. If you want to do it as a profession, at some point you're going to have to connect with people and appeal to people, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think, like, yeah, I think it's a weird idea to me that, that that gets seen sometimes as selling out if you're doing something that's actually taking the needs of the market and, and listeners in mind. <laughs> In what you're making. Yeah, well, like, it's one thing, like, I would agree, it's it's selling out if you, for instance, like, the reason the zero is in my name is because I stand for zero waste. So if I was to take a load of money from, say, Shell and go around promoting the use of oil and and be on an ad for a Shell petrol station. Change the lyrics to oil on out. the dance floor. <laughs> But careful now, don't slip. Oil on the dance floor, don't slip. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, and you know what? Technically speaking, it is because our shoes are made of rubber, right? And so, like, you, you can't avoid it. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion. Um, but yeah, in, in that context, for sure, you're selling out. But, um, you know, when I was, like, really, really little, I had this 
kind of mini kid epiphany um, about like, what's your purpose in life? Why are we here? And I figured from what I could see, like it seemed like every person got born with a a profound fundamental problem and a talent. And your job in this world was to travel the world and find the person whose talent matches your problem so you could fix your problem and then go find the person who has a problem that matches your talent and fix their problem. Simple. So, I mean, just in an industry point of view, if I have a talent, then I should be finding a way that I can go out and serve people um, in the industry that ultimately serve me because I can eat then. <laughs> yeah. like, there's no harm in that. No, it's beautiful. Simple simple and beautiful. I love it. Yeah, see how deep we got from this, this pop banger that you put out? It's great. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of a good pop song. If you want to support Ostella and her current bike tour across Canada on a bike with a guitar, uh, go to Ostella, that's zerostella.com, where you can also hear her music and sign up for her mailing list. If you want to support this show, Song Stories, go over to songstoriespodcast.ca or just tell a friend to listen. That helps. Now here's Ostella's Glitter on the Dance Floor in full. It's good. 